the Lord. Well, I have a little quote for you this morning. Let me see if any mothers agree. The author's unknown. The joys of motherhood are never fully experienced until the children are in bed. Because <laughs> when they're awake, it's on. Never a dull moment, never a quiet moment. Uh, but when you look in there and you see them sleeping, you're like, oh, how precious. I'm going to just encourage you to talk a little, I'm going to talk a little bit about several things today. Um, but let's just talk about the joys of our mothers. You know what? If Jesus, how many likes to be, how many would be like Jesus? Amen. He's a good example, isn't he? So Jesus is hanging on the cross. He has come to earth. He is born of a virgin. He is sent from God, God's own son. He is deity become flesh. He has come to die for the sins of all humanity. And right before he dies, he takes time. To make sure mama's okay. If Jesus did that, don't you think we should? You see, he knew the scripture from the Old Testament. He knows the promise that comes with honor thy father and thy mother. You know what the promise is? That you may live a long life life there was a few times that I didn't honor my mother and I thought she was going to cut my life short but she had mercy on me and I survived Jesus looked from the cross he looked at his disciple whom he loved John And he said, John, behold thy mother. He did not, he said, you know what? I'm right here, I'm suffering. The, The sins of the world are coming upon me. I am about to die for all humanity. And I've got to go back to my father. But you know what? There's something. Listen, that woman carried me. I was formed in her womb. She took care of me. She kissed my boo-boos. And and she made it okay. She wiped my tears away. She was my earthly mother. And he loved her. And he honored her. And he made sure she was taken care of. Could you imagine being that close to the cross, being that close to all the pain and the suffering and what was going on, but he took time. Behold thy mother. She went home with John. As far as we know, John took care of her. There's some accounts. Maybe she lived another 12 years. I don't know exactly. She was maybe even buried in the Garden of Gethsemane. There's all kind of different tales. We don't know a lot, but we know she went home with John. John took care of her. He became, Joseph had already passed. And you know, he took time to take care of his mother. I I was telling somebody the other day, we only got one mama and they're not going to be with us forever. Now, sometimes they do aggravate us and tell us what to do. And sometimes we got to do stuff for them. But you know what? I'd give anything to take my mama to the doctor again 
I'd give anything to, to get up and, and, and go move something far, or carry something far. Or do, all the things that when they're here that aggravate, oh, I've got to do that again. I, you know what? I'd love to clean my room one more time far. Take out the trash. But there comes a point, our mamas are gone. Oh, no, I'm going to see them again. I know right where mama's at. I hadn't lost mama. I know where mama's at. And I know I'm going to see her again. But you know, while you have your mother here, honor her, love her, respect her. Come on, pour out your love on her. Tell her you love her. Tell her thank you for putting up with your nonsense. Mama, thank you for not killing me when I was a kid. Thank you for, for, for crying with me and laughing with me and praying for me. Listen, you guy, you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for your mama. Y'all don't believe me? How would you have got here? I don't know. There was only one woman that was a woman before she was a mother. Who was that? Eve, she was a woman first. God created her. She was a wife. Then she became a mother. Women, you're special. You're unique. You're created in the image of God. You have God's attributes. You have that tenderness and that love. You, ma- mamas have a sixth sense. Mamas, they, they know things. Mama have eyes in the back of their head. Mamas should have lots of arms and hands because they're, 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 they're very busy. Mamas have special gifts and talents. And mamas know what to say at the right time. And mamas just thank God for mama. Amen. This poet said it best. When you're feeling sad and you need someone to cry to, mom. When you're feeling mad and you need someone to gripe to, mom. When you're feeling overwhelmed and you need someone to sigh to, mom. When you're feeling lonely and you need someone beside you, mom. When you've done wrong and you need someone to right you, Mom, when you've been mistreated and you need someone to fight for you, Mom, when you're sick and you need someone to mind you, Mom, when you're confused and you need someone to enlighten you, Mom, when you're successful and you need someone to delight in you, Mom, when you are happy and you need someone to smile with you, Mom. Amen? That's the poet, Miss Amy Pretty. Good job, baby. Let me just talk to you for a couple of minutes on a godly mother. A godly mother doesn't mean that you're perfect. There are no perfect moms. There's no moms that look back and go, wow, I did everything right. But there's moms that look back and go, wow, I could have done that better. I wish I'd have did that better. I could. Yeah, there's, there's no perfect moms. But you can be a godly mom. You can train and teach and love and serve and give. And when you make mistakes, you can teach your children how to make restoration and how to ask forgiveness and how to say I'm sorry. 
You teach them to say please and thank you. And you, you teach them all the little things that, that, that children need to learn. And mo- godly mothers pray and dedicate their children to the Lord. We talked about it earlier. Hannah gave her child to God. She, gave, she desired a child and God gave her Samuel. And she was confident. And she said, you know what, my role. She, she raised him for a season and then she took him to the man of God. I, I want you to, this is amazing. She went to visit him every year. And brought him new clothes. How did she know how much he had grown? Did Eli like texture his dimensions or? I don't know. Mamas know. She knew something. She would go and visit and see it. You know, can you imagine her watching him grow up with, 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 with Hop Nye and Phineas? And I mean, they were little hooligans. Those were. Eli's kids and they were rebellious and he let them do anything and he didn't discipline and they got in a lot of trouble later. But you know what? She had to watch him. She, you got to, you, you see your kids go to school and you see them do this and they're playing with them and you're like, oh, that's not good influences. But you know what? She just kept praying knowing that God has his hand on him and right in the middle of this evil world, amen, no matter what the influence is all around, God can protect your children and they can rise out of the midst of it and they can become who God's called them to be. Amen? But she had to watch them and knowing that, man, he was going to remain true to God. She dedicated him to the Lord. She gave him to God. So godly mothers dedicate their children to the Lord and they pray for them. Never stop praying for your kids. Godly mothers defend their children. You ever had to stand up for your kids? I did not realize, I did not know it until I was much older... How many times my mama went to the principal's office? I didn't know how many visits she made. How many appointments she had with teachers and because I got in trouble and this and that. But you know what? She was there. She was defending me. She was, I, I can remember one time. I had this one teacher and, and he was kind of mean. And uh, me and him didn't see eye to eye. I was in elementary school. And uh, I did something, and so he wouldn't let me go on a field trip. He made me stay, uh, stay at the school. And so later, I did something else. <laughs> Imagine that. And Mama came up that day so sick in her robe. She drove up to pick me up. And this guy came out to the car and wanted to talk. She's like, sir, I'm sick. I mean, you know, I just came. And I can remember him down at the car. And he was telling me what I did, this and that. And my mom so sweetly, but so sternly said, and is that why you didn't let him go on the field trip? His mouth just shut his eyes. I mean, he knew, cause he, well, he, that was not what he was supposed to do. I mean, it was, it was a bad deal all around. Anyway, she'd, my mom, mom was good. She just put that little, and I was like, yeah, way to go, mama. And then she took me home and spanked me. Anyway, because <laughs> I did wrong. I, I deserved it. Mamas defend their children. Mamas are not afraid. Listen, there is nothing meaner. Listen, you, a wild animal, uh, they might be okay until you mess with their babies. You don't want to get between a mama bear and her cub. 
Nothing ain't nothing meaner than a mad mama. So let's don't make any mamas mad today. Hope I didn't make one mad over there. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. Remember Bathsheba? Remember David and Bathsheba? That's Solomon. I don't have time to go into the story. But there was a time, it looked like, I mean, things were kind of not good. And uh, Bathsheba, she went, if you read in 1 Kings, in 1 Kings 1, all through there, she went to David. She went before the king. It's dangerous to go before the king without being called. You can be killed. But she went to remind him about her boy and his rights and his rights to be in the future king. Listen, mamas, when things, when they see their injustice, when they see things not going just right, they'll stand up for their kids. Mamas, stand up for your kids. Be the first one to come to their aid. Be the first one to love on them and praise them and pick them up when they fall and love them and kiss them and correct them. I was riding my bicycle. I was probably junior high, high school. And mama said, be careful. I said, any two-year-old can ride a bicycle. And then I crashed. And I came limping in, blood running all down my leg. And oh, mama got up and she, she was patient and she fixed it and she bandaged it. And, and, and after she got it all cleaned up and I was better, she looked at me and said, any two-year-old can ride a bicycle. <laughs> But it was after I stopped crying. Mothers are quick. Godly mothers release their children. Ah. Come on, pastor. Listen, I'm all about dedicating my children. I'm all about praying for my babies. I'm all about defending my baby. Come on. Who's talking about my baby? But what, 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 wait a minute. Let my baby go? There's a different story. Godly mothers know that God has a bigger plan for their kids than they do. Godly mothers know that they can only take their child so far before they have to put them in God's hand. Now, some, it's all at different ages. What about Moses' mama? When she had to put him in a little basket and put him in the Nile River with the crocodiles. If I don't, they're going to kill him. It's sure death. Possibly. Can you imagine being on the bank of that river, placing that basket, and having to push it away? Hardest thing you'll ever do is put your children in God's hands and let them go. Oh, but you know the story. Pharaoh's daughter was there taking a bath and she said what's that she called him Moses it means drawn out she drew him out he was raised in the palace I mean he became the deliverer see God knows amen what your child is gonna be but they can't be that in your hands they've got to be that in God's hands you're trying to mold them and shape them in your image but you've got to give them to God and say God I want you to make them what you want them to be Godly mothers release their children to what God has for them. It was, it was, it was Jesus' mom when he was there at, at the wedding. They ran out of wine. 
And she said, hey, hey, no, no worries. Jesus will take care of it. He's like, mama, mama, it ain't my time. Come on now. She just put him on the spot. Listen, mama knows. Mama said, oh, boy, you're ready. You're ready. I, I've been watching you. I've been praying for you. It's time for you to get out of the house and get about the father's business. She pushed him into that. And so he said, okay. She, she said, he, when he started saying that, she just turned Whatever he says to you, do it. He's on the spot then. And he performed his first miracle. The ministry burst from there. Sometimes you got to be willing to push your children to greatness. To when you see they're ready, even though they're a little afraid. Even they're afraid to take that first step. Come on, come on, push them to greatness. Come on, be there with them and, and, and help do what God has called them to do. Because Mary knew that he was capable and he was able. And she just had to give him that little bit of nudge. I, I like this quote. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel, my mother. Anybody know who said that? Abraham Lincoln. Anybody know him? You've heard, of, you've heard of him? Go Google him. He said, everything I am, everything I'll be, I owe to my mother. Amen? Behind every successful man is a woman that made it necessary. <laughs> a godly mother raises her children. What, what does it mean to raise a child? There's there's mothers. You you can have a kid. That that doesn't mean you raise it. It doesn't make you a mother. I mean, you you might be biological. But we look around the world, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I mean, there's those that that, that they they do a lot of crazy things. And we we go, I I can't imagine. I I don't see how a mother could do that. But a godly mother raises. What does it mean to raise a child? Let's look at a few things. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not turn from it. I always like to point out in this scripture, it didn't really say anything about those teenage years. It just said young and old. (laughs) But if you'll train them up when they're young, they might have a, a few little times that you're not, you know, they're not doing right what you want them to do, but you keep praying, you keep saying, Lord, I dedicated them to you, you keep standing for them and defending them, you know what, amen, God will bring, we said, I'm going to bring them back around when they're old, they're not going to depart, they can't get away, the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, just because they're out there messing up and acting a fool, doesn't mean God still doesn't have a plan for their life, and that he can't bring them back and restore them and fulfill it, amen. So you just keep praying. If they're not where they're at, you say, because there there comes a point, mamas, you've done your job. You've you've trained. What does that mean? Let's talk about several things. The first word, the word train in the Hebrew is uh, shanak or or, or quanak. It it appears five times. Once it's translated to train up. The other four times it's translated dedicate. What we did this morning was part of training we dedicated train up a child 
dedicate that child to the Lord. Put them in the Lord's hands. Say, Lord, I give this back to this gift back to you. Now, I'm going to raise, I'm going to teach, I'm going to do all these things. So part of it is, is I'm going to dedicate. The, the Hebrew word uh, used to tell us, that it was the same word used as Solomon dedicating the temple. He built the temple of God and then he dedicated it. And when he did, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. How many wants the glory of the Lord to fill your children? How many sometimes feel like they're filled with something else? <laughs> like that's not the glory of the Lord. Listen, all, all, all parents, all, all moms, they, they, they want to know that God has a plan. Part of that responsibility as we talk about all the parents and you, you, all of you are different places. Some of you are mothers-to-be. Some of you are, are mothers of, of, of small children, you're, you're, of, of elementary or junior high or teenagers, or maybe all of your children are grown. Maybe you are the parent of a child that's passed. Maybe you're a woman here today that lost a child. Maybe you have never had children. But you're special. God created you. He loves you. You have something to give to others, to teach. So that's one of the first things as we train a child. We teach them. What does it mean to teach? It means to show or explain. How's, how, what's the best way to teach somebody something? Tell them or show them? Show them. We always like to use that phrase, don't, don't. We tell our kids, don't do as I do, do as I say. That doesn't work. They'll do what you do. They're going to be, they want to be just like you. So we, we're teaching them, first of all, by the how, how we speak, how we talk, how we uh, treat other people, how we treat our spouse, how we treat the children. Listen, we're teaching them from the very beginning. We all learn things from our parents. There, there, there's things that we learn good and bad. There's things that we go, you know what? I, I want to be just like my mama on that. Or I want to be just like my daddy. And then there's other things that we're like, I don't want to do like that. And that's usually the things we do. <laughs> and then we're like, man, I, I said I wasn't going to do that. And I'm just like them. We raise our kids. What's that word raise? In this sense, it means to bring up. To help them through each year, to, to get them through each season of their life. Whether you're feeding them with a bottle, whether you're feeding them with a fork, whether they're feeding themselves on their own, whether you're dressing them or they're dressing themselves, whether you're changing diapers or they're potty training. Listen, you are raising them. You're getting them from one point to another. You're bringing them from one age to another. You're raising them. TV is not the parent. Computer is not the parent. Their friends are not the parent. School is not the parent. Stop leaving everything to be taught to other people. Train, teach, raise your children with the values you have if you want them to have those values. Amen? It takes time. It takes investment. A, a farmer doesn't just go out one day and throw out some seed and come back the next day and get the harvest. 
There's weeding and there's planting and there's watering and there's fertilizing and there's protecting it from bugs. Brother Jose was at my house this week and I came by and I showed him my tomatoes. I said, look, I'm a farmer. He looked down at them and he said, you're not a very good farmer. Because <laughs> I had about four of them that were all rotten on the bottom. And I pulled them out. Look, I got to go, go find out what that is. If you know why, I got a bug or something. Tell me how to get rid of them. He said, you're not a very good farmer. And apparently not because I didn't even see that. I was looking, at the, I was looking from the top. He got down there and looked where he could see, see it for real. Listen, that, that, that's a good parent right there. Listen, you, you, you know this thing. You, you get down there where you can see. What, what are your kids doing? What, what's happening? Don't let some little worm rot them from the inside. You're letting things get in their minds that's rotting their minds. You make sure what you're putting in. Raise your children. Amen? Admonish your children. What does it mean to Admonish. It means to warn them, to reprimand them, to be firm with them. It's talking about discipline. Don't be afraid to discipline your children. Thank you. Now we can move on. Sometimes a simple word, sometimes a look, sometimes a snap of your finger... Sometimes all it takes is mama saying, wait till your daddy gets home. Oh, I'll straighten up. Listen, sometimes it, sometimes it takes a switch. Sometimes it takes a, a spanking. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about discipline your children in love. I'm talking about if they're reaching for a hot stove, it's okay to go, no, no, hot. When they're running out in the road, it's okay to tell them no. It's okay to say no to your children. Did y'all know that? We have a whole society that doesn't know that. They think the kids get to do anything they want to do, anytime they want to do it, and they think they run the house. Come on, who's, you, you be, be the parent. Somebody said, this is not a good Mother's Day message. Come on, we're just, we're just, we're just bringing this to an end here. We're talking about part of God, being a godly mother. Come on, you're going to fight for your kids. You're going to pray for your kids. You're going to defend your kids. But listen, part of it is training your children up. Teaching them the discipline. Teaching them the, the manners. Teaching them because you want them to be a good wife, to be a good father, to be a good employee, to be a good student. You want them to be a, a, a good person. You want them to be a, a, a good Christian. You want them to love Jesus. And they're going to do what they see you do. And you've got to teach them. Sometimes things are clear. Sometimes... We need help. Uh, the Bible says folly is bound up in the heart of the child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from them. Come on, we don't want our children to be foolish. We don't want our children to be, to be lazy. We, we want to teach them right from wrong. Be involved. Everybody say involved. Involved means to include someone as a necessary part. Come on. Don't always tell your kids to be quiet. There's a time to be quiet. You need to teach them when. But it's okay to ask for their opinion. Uh, teach your children to, to give their views. Teach your, give them a part. Teach them that they're valuable in the family. Let them be involved in the decision making sometimes. When it's on their level. Kids should not always get to pick where you eat. 
and what you watch. And if you go to church or not. Well, why wouldn't you at church? Well, little Johnny didn't want to go to church. Who made little Johnny the boss? Come on. Come on, but, but get them involved. Listen, the, the danger, sometimes, sometimes the kid becomes the sinner, but sometimes the child feels left out. They, they, they shouldn't run the house, but they shouldn't feel alone either. So come on, involve your children in things that's happening in the family. Teach your kids. Te- teach your kids how to do stuff. I wish I'd have taught my kids to do a lot more. But sometimes as parents, we think, well, I can do it better and I can do it faster. And that's true. But then they never learn how to do it. Huh? And then you'll be like me. I've got my son's faucet laying on my counter. If I'd have let him fix some things around the house, he'd have fixed his own faucet. But, but now I'm teaching him. I'm showing him what to do. Next time, he's going to do it. Huh? Because I tell you, Jacob used to love to mow. And uh, I'd put him, I, mean, he'd be, I don't know how little, he was little. I'd put him in the middle. He'd hold the, the lawnmower. We'd mow a straight line. We turn, we mow a straight line. And you know what? As time went on, I realized he's pushing more and I'm pushing less. And one day I let go and he kept pushing. And that was the last day I mowed. <laughs> and you know what? That boy can mow a straight line now. He keeps his yard. He mows. You know what? It's, it's just involving them and teaching them and not just saying, get away. Come on, you got to show them how to do it. Amen. Get them, get them involved in the, in the business. Get them, and, and they, they want, might want to do what you do, and they may want to do something completely opposite of what you do. But at least they'll know how to do something. Nurture. You know what nurture means? It means to care for. To encourage the growth and the development of. To love or to cherish. The number one thing that children need from their parent, especially their mother, is love. Every child needs to know no matter what happens, no matter who hurts them, no matter who leaves them, no matter who does what, their mama Loves them. Mama's proud of them. Mama's not going to leave them. Come on. Love your kids. Nurture them. Cherish them. Teach them how gifted and how special and how wonderful. Don't say things. Don't say negative things to your children, mothers. Come on. Build your children up. And then you'll be that Proverbs 31 mother. Amen. Where it says, listen to this, in 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She will rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. Can you say that about yourself, mothers? That you open your mouth and in your tongue is the law of kindness. Come on, let's be this kind of mama. Sometimes you got to be tough. But they got to know you love them. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. What does that mean? It means beauty skin deep, but ugly goes to the bone. Come on, don't act ugly. 
it goes deep. It hurts deep. Don't always focus on the outward appearance. But a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. Everybody say, God bless our mamas. Nurture, care, and love is what brings training together. None of the rest would matter. Come on. You, 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 nobody can learn forced. Why is mama telling me that? Because she loves me. Why is mama spanking me? Because she loves me. Why is mama correct? Because she loves me. Why is mama doing it? Because she loves me. If I know everything mama's doing is because she loves me, I'm going to listen better. Not because she's mad at me. Not because she hates me. Not because she thinks I'm dumb. Because I know mama has my best interest. Come on, be that kind of mama. When your child knows he's loved, everything else is going to fall into place. So, mamas, we're going to defend our kids. Mamas, we're going to dedicate our kids to the Lord. Mamas, we're going to stand up. We're going to fight for them. We're going to never stop praying for them. And we're going to train them up. God, women trained their children. They teach them. They, they nurture them. They involve them. They train them. Come on, they educate them. Be, be, be the one that pushes your child to greatness. And I promise you, they won't always like it at the moment. But they'll praise you in the end. Amen.